everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We are your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lizzie. Hello. Hey, guys. So, we did a thing tonight. We did do a thing. Before we, had to make we got tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before we pretended like we didn't know what to eat for dinner. And then ended up getting tacos anyways like we always do. Like we literally always do. <laughs> we were brave and we decided to go get some tattoos. tattoos. We did. <laughs> tattoos. Tattoos. Tell, tell us what you got. Boyston, you start. Oh, well, mine is very original. Mm-hmm. And nobody would ever think I would get this. Oh, my God. Never. But Surprise me. Mine's a little <laughs> smiling ghost holding a daisy. Aww. He's a happy ghost. Daisies, by the way, are my birth month flower. I, I did not that. know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, That's adorable. Very sweet. He's small and he's cute and I love him. She's She's got a ghost on her wrist now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sarah, what did you get? (laughs) Um, Also very original. You would never guess that I got this either. It is also a ghost on my wrist. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The two of you. But this one is a more familiar ghost that we have seen because he's our Tipsy Ghost logo. He's our Tipsy Ghost ghost. He is. He's our Tipsy Ghost ghost. But we need a name for him, we decided. Yeah, we do. And I feel like the only natural thing is probably george george George. yeah i mean everywhere we go there's a george he's a george so you know i can i can get down with that george ghost yeah george the ghost george Mm -hmm. he needs a middle initial and then ghost a t george (laughs) t for the ghost (laughs) t for the perfect (laughs) george George t T ghost is now (laughs) on my wrist forever what did you get Lindsay? oh yes me i did not get a ghost. Lindsay doesn't love us. <laughs> Are we surprised? <laughs> she okay. shouldn't support the ghost. I had to accept that mentally before we went there, and I'm still not quite over it, but oh it's fine. Oh, my gosh. I got something that I've been wanting since I was 19 that had a lot of personal significance to me. I got it on my left shoulder on my back, so I did not even get a wrist tattoo like you guys either. <laughs> but I got its Greek and its strength from my favorite Bible verse. Well... I suppose if it means something to you. It means something to me. It has a lot of personal significance. And I've I been wanting it since college. So It's really hard to be mad at you whenever you have a good reason. I Thank know. You. I told them, I was like, I've been wanting it since I was 19. It's a long time. And Boydson goes, it wasn't that long ago. That was only, I said, stop doing the math. You're going to make me feel bad. Here's what I think your next one should be. Um, I think it should be ghost in Greek. <laughs> the tattoo artist did ask if I spoke Greek, and I was like, I barely speak English. <laughs> no, you I could don't just speak put Greek. it real small underneath strength. <laughs> why, why ghost in Greek? A strong ghost. Be, so you can you be have, a part of us. Okay. It'd be like the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So you can kind of be with us, but you don't have to actually put the ghost on there. <laughs> it's my turn to entertain you guys. I can't you. wait to be entertained. Entertain yeah. me. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what that voice was. I felt a little threatened. Sorry. I didn't mean for you threatening, but... <coughs> Our allergies are real bad right now, yeah. guys, so... We, we didn't want to... Well, we won't dive into it too much, but just know that there was tornadic winds <laughs> yesterday. In the Midwest. Stirred up, stirred up all the dust. Yeah. My car is filthy. Yeah, Mine too. Same. And we're all just like... We're calling it the crud. We all got the yeah. crud. Good thing I have a subscription to the car wash. Oh, of course you do. Shocked. Mm. Of course she does. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I go to the car wash. <laughs> yeah. I'm bougie. ready. You call the car wash bougie? <laughs> I call Kinda. having a, a subscription, subscription. <laughs> bougie. Yes. Listen, it pays for itself with two washes. I don't get my car washed twice a month. 
Well, is it a monthly? Mm-hmm. Oh, for God's sake. No <laughs> oh, way. I get it washed like once every four months. Oh, not even that yeah. sometimes. No way. More in the winter. <laughs> but during the summer, oh no, maybe twice a year. I'm a lazy car owner. <laughs> Same. It pays for itself. <laughs> Two car washes a month, it better pay for itself. You know, your car is beautiful. Thank it does you. look beautiful. Thank you. We can tell who has a subscription <laughs> and who does not. <laughs> it's not us. <laughs> it's really cool because the car wash, whenever you go, you just pull up and it leads your, reads your license plate. Oh. I was like, wow. That, now, who? Mm, no. That's bougie. See, last mm-hmm. time that I got my car washed, I got the car wash and vacuum. So they're vacuuming it after I went through the car wash. And he comes up to me and he goes, um, there's still a lot of bugs on your car. So you can go through a second time for free. <laughs> So oh, wow. I never had that happen. So I went through twice. Did it work? Yeah, I got it real clean. <laughs> and then the Midwest just came up and ruined it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that did happen. All right, what are we? What are you going to tell us? What are you going to entertain us with? Well, <laughs> I thought that you might like a little bit of a thriller. Yes, because this it's is a thriller uh, night. <laughs> We do enjoy a good thriller, is what we're getting yes. at. Yes. <laughs> I am sorry I said that word. <laughs> no, you're not. That was beautiful. You're welcome. Um, but also, nobody dies, so. Okay. Okay. Oh, we are go. going to talk about, also I have a PowerPoint, the Chowchilla school bus kidnapping. I do not know what that is. Okay. All right. Chowchilla is a very small town in California, about 150 miles southeast of San Francisco. San Fran. The year is 1976. Okay. It's a hot July afternoon. I'm there. Yes. A group of kids aged 5 to 14, that's 5 to 14. Got it. Had just finished a summer school trip to the local swimming pool. Okay. Got it. Because that's what you do in July. They were cooling down. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Bus driver Ed Ray picked them up from school and began the route to get everyone home. Okay. I should hope. Ed is described as a humble rancher with a humble day job of driving a bus. But is he humble? I think he's humble. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. They call him Humble Ed. Humble Ed. (laughs) He's great with the kids and they they do love him. He's patient, but very reliable. Always on time. You can set your clock by him. Like he is never late. Well, that's a good thing for a bus driver. That's true. He dropped off two siblings at their stop and pressed on to deliver the rest of the 26 children home safely. Okay. Which, that sounds like my personal hell, to be on a moving vehicle with 26 children. Driving. Maybe, maybe they were very well behaved. I no. think they might have been. No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Lindsay just... says they're not. <laughs> I have been on a school bus with a lot of kids, and there's always the few in the back. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. You were probably one of those in the back. <laughs> it was real judgy. Was. <laughs> I was. I was one of the wrong. You were front and center, and you were like, "Yes, I'm listening. I am here." <laughs> yes. Oh, I. I'm sorry. I did not mean to put my foot in the aisle. I'll move it back into the seat area. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to trip anybody. That feels hurtful. You think I really was the last person on the bus? Lindsay was I probably mean, the get- loud person. I did get a conduct on the bus. Oh, no. I was the one who I would always move um, seats. So I sat with everybody. Mm -hmm. I just kept getting up and moving to a new seat. I opened an umbrella on the uh, the bus. That's bad luck. And I got a conduct. (laughs) 
You get five years of bad grades. <laughs> Why did you explain so much? <laughs> Why did you open an umbrella? It was my friends pushing. I don't know. Oh, so peer pressure. <laughs> yes. Ed turns down Humble Ed. Avenue 21 and he sees a white Dodge van blocking the road with its door open. Uh-oh. He tries to weave around it um, when a man drums, jumps in front of the bus. The man has pantyhose covering his face and he's wielding a revolver. Do we really think pantyhose over the face covers much? No. No, but it makes your face all squished and weird. I know. All right. Man, pantyhose man walks to the driver's <laughs> window and actually nicely says, would you open the door, please? Oh. And Ed said, no, I will not. <laughs> and so Ed opens the door. Ed? Oh, Ed. Dang it. He's got a revolver wielding in his face. Two more pantyhose masked men oh, man. get on the bus, one holding a rifle. He points the gun at Ed, and soon mm-hmm. he and the kids go to the back of the bus, the very back. The rifle guy um, monitors the crowd while the other guy drives the bus, which is now following the white van driven by the first guy with the revolver. So there's three guys. There's three. Okay. I was going to say, wait, there's a fourth? They so all have two are on the bus. They all pantyhose. have pantyhose over okay. their faces. Two of them have guns. Two of them are on the bus. One of them is driving a van in front of them. I feel like ski masks would have been more um, efficient than the pantyhose to hide their facial pantyhose features. Pantyhose are cheaper. That's true. So they drive about a mile and park the bus in a bamboo thicket just off the Chowchilla River. Okay. Conveniently, another van was waiting for them. Twelve kids are ushered into one van, while Ed and the other 14 kids get into the back of a second van. Oh. Changing. Changing up the bus. (laughs) The seats have all been removed from the van. I hate this. The windows are blacked out, and there was iconic 70s wood paneling between the driver's section (laughs) and the back of the van. Like, if you think of... Keep it with the time. Google creepy van. To kidnap children in. This is it. You can't even tell it's a school bus, honestly. It just looks like a creepy van. Well, that's a van. Or a van. They got off the school bus and into two vans. Yeah. Hate it. I hate it. So so 12 kids in one and 14 kids plus Ed in the other. Okay. Uh, That's a lot of kids to scrunch together in the middle of summer. That's not a lot of room either. And it's hot. Uh, So it's hot and now it's pitch black. Some kids try to sing songs to cheer themselves up. But they have a long ride in front of them. I'm holding on to when you said nobody dies. So I'm holding on to that. Yeah. So remember Ed is well known as being very reliable and it doesn't take long for families to notice that their children are even as little as 15 minutes late getting home and people get concerned because they know it's just not like Ed. You set your clock to Ed. Mm-hmm. You set it. Word <laughs> spread pretty quickly that a bus full of children was missing and the story was almost immediately on TV. So you're saying that because I'm not punctual, it's going to take a long time for anyone to report me missing. Honestly, Probably yes. Probably yes. <laughs> but if like, I was punctual, if I was five minutes late, you guys would be on it. Yeah, yes. I would call the police. That's a true story. <laughs> Maybe the FBI. FBI. <laughs> Maybe spacecraft or whatever it's called now. Call NASA. Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> They'll send a shuttle out for me. <laughs> Well, because it's probably going to be aliens that take Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. People started driving all over the county looking for the bus, for the kids, and for Ed. And within a couple of hours, the police had a plane up looking from an aerial view. The empty bus was found fairly quickly by a police sergeant, but they couldn't really find any leads from it. It was just an empty school bus to them. Vigils were held across town, and by this point, it was national news. Sure. President Gerald Ford and California Governor Jerry Brown gave all law enforcement agencies basically a a blank check to look for the kids, saying no expense spared, bring these kids home at all costs. Right. 
Media quickly descended on the town in droves and rumors started swirling. The incident was blamed on lots of things from revenge on the town by San Quentin inmates to the Zodiac to aliens. Zodiac, because this is that time frame and Tis the, season. the location. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't know this was going to connect to him. I love it. Interesting take. And you're not focused on the alien part of this? I'm always focused on the alien part of it. <laughs> Says the girl wearing an alien sweatshirt. <laughs> aliens? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's always aliens. Always the answer. All right. The kidnappers drive 11 hours to a quarry in Livermore, California. Dang. 11 hours and scrunched up in those vans. It's so yeah. hot in there. When they arrive, they one by one have Ed and all the children give their name, which they wrote on a jack-in-the-box wrapper original mm. they had them stripped to their underwear and climbed down a ladder into an underground box oh my gosh so the stripping to their underwear is part of a very poorly planned scheme to um have proof that they had the children just giving them their clothes but they didn't want them okay. to just be totally naked so yeah. mm. a little dignity but now everybody's in an underground box. They find out later it's oh a gosh. moving truck that had been buried and modified. Jeez. Ugh. The wheel wells had been turned into sort of a porta potty where holes were cut out for mm. people to go to the bathroom. Okay. Wow. So much thought went into this. I can't believe I've never heard of this. Yeah. The large hoses ran from the buried van to above ground for air. Very thoughtful. The sides and the ceiling were warped from the weight of the surrounding dirt, and mm. Ed immediately thinks the whole thing's going to cave in. Sure. There were mattresses and pillows strewn about for their comfort, I guess. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a shipping crate. Like, that's how narrow this thing is. It's a moving van. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I don't know. I was thinking like a U-Haul when you said that, but it's like a long one. It's yes. a long one. And in the picture that she's showing us, and we can post these because they're not ours, but we'll, we'll post them. They have, uh, like, the top is definitely bowing in quite mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. long and narrow. There were large jugs of water and snacks like bread, peanut butter, chips, and cereal. Mm. Yeah. Because those don't go bad. They They don't. After the last child climbed in, the kidnappers put a large plate over the entrance and weighed it, weighed it down with 100-pound tractor batteries. So Jeez. they didn't want anybody to get out. They didn't want them to wheel it away, yeah. No, but it's clear that they wanted them to be alive and, like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're taking care of them in a weird way. Yes. So let's talk the kidnappers. Okay. They are three young, very rich kids, like richer than rich. All redhead. All redheads. And they probably have a monthly subscription to the car wash. (laughs) That's insulting. I am not rich. (laughs) They're like, listen, their eyes are telling me right now it pays for itself. In two car washes. (laughs) No, I would have been on board if you would have said, like, in a year. But a month? (laughs) There's no way I'm getting my ass to the car wash twice a month. To be honest, Mike takes it for me. Well, Not even once a month. Absolutely not. No, it's not the time that it takes to drive it there. I'm just jealous, honestly. That's really what it comes down to. (laughs) My car looks like a piece of shit. Okay. So they look like they're all related because they're all redhead. So um, the two on the uh, middle and the end definitely do. For sure. Left to right, 24-year-old Frederick Newell Woods the fourth. The fourth. The fourth. Oh, you know. If you've got got that many numbers, if you're... (laughs) 
Second, sure. Like, if you're a junior, then that's everybody. But if you're the third or the fourth... What do you think he went by? What was his nickname? Fred. Okay. That's what we're going to call him. Uh, Next is 24-year-old James Schoenfeld. Okay. And his younger brother, Richard Schoenfeld. Obviously. Mm -hmm. It's in the eyes and the lips. Look, and they called it. They're brothers. They are. They have the same hair. All right. Their goal was to get $5 million in ransom money from the government in a heist inspired by watching the movie Dirty Harry. Even though they were already rich kids. Do you have what that is in today's money? It's going to be at least $9 million. I'm sorry. I don't. Okay. This was the 70s? Uh, 76. <laughs> okay. I want to guess, too. I think it's um, 12, 12 million. Okay. All right. What did you say? You said nine. 12. Twenty-five million. Oh wow, that is inflation has gone up that much, y'all. That's insane. That's That's really not that long ago. And twenty-five million is a lot of money. Yeah, one million is a lot of money. Well, yes, yes, (laughs) five million. I'm thinking split that three ways. Yeah. So apparently, in 1974, then Governor Ronald Reagan announced a five million dollar budget surplus for the state, and the boys figured the state has more money than it needs, and they wouldn't miss it. They're like, we're going to make that decision for you. Yes. Yeah. Why are they doing this if they are already rich? Well. Oh, I bet we're going to get to that. Okay. I really don't get into it. Basically, they themselves are in debt. They spend all of their money trying to keep up with neighbors, keeping up appearances. Keeping up appearances, yeah. And the driving factor is that they want Ferraris. They want to get their Ferraris washed twice a month. <laughs> At least twice a month. It's an unlimited car wash. So the extra surplus would be for the They're trying car to keep up because they can only afford once a month Obviously. right now. Yeah, I get okay, that. Okay, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. <laughs> All right. I had no idea this was going to spark a whole debate. <laughs> I love it so much. It's not a debate. It's, it's not just a debate. conversation. <laughs> it's just a conversation. Uh, the most noteworthy thing about me is that I have a subscription to a car wash. <laughs> I didn't know anybody who had that. <laughs> Mike and I do. We both do. You both do? So he has to pay for it too? Yes. That's what oh that means. Gosh. It pays for itself in two washes. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> a month. Two a, a year. fucking month. <laughs> two a year. Can you imagine? No. Like, I just cannot get my ass there to type. <laughs> no. I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so the guys figured the way to get a high dollar amount was multiple victims, especially children, because they knew people would do anything to protect children, and they were precious. I mean, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. The media does love kidnap children. Like, they love to focus on that. That is a weird thing to say, but I understand what you're saying. Like, I mean, you see it all over the news. And and they're right. Like, people will go above and beyond Mm -hmm. to, to take care of the kids. Right. This bus hijacking was thoroughly planned from the start. Sort of. (laughs) Thoroughly from the start, sort of. They had all the critical steps written down. Um, They'd later find evidence with, like, step-by-step of what they need to do. Like, you know, get a van, park van in in front of a street, wait for bus. Like, it's step-by-step. And, you know, like, disable the driver, count the kids, watch watch for runners, um, and some far-fetched wishes, like hijacking a plane to get away, using infrared to move at night, getting an x-ray truck and gas masks, and pick up the money using an illusion, like magic. Hold, please. We said, why are they using pantyhose? And you said, maybe they didn't have a lot of money. They're talking about gas masks and hijacking a plane. 
They are rich kids. They are rich kids. They could have afforded a ski mask. I just said pantyhose were cheaper, and they are <laughs> in debt personally. And also, okay. I'm just curious to know, like, what was their plan for the the runner kids? Because they don't really strike me as like murderers. Well, I feel like they can probably outrun a toddler. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess they're just going to say, "Watch for runners." I'm just going to run da- run them down and tackle them. Yes. Probably yeah. so. Maybe they had tasers or something. I don't know. Well, they buy a bunch of guns. They have three vans. They get a moving truck and bury it in Fred's family quarry. Listen, ski masks should have been on that list is all I'm saying. <laughs> I can't let it go. Anyone who has a family quarry. Yes. Like, what? It's like the front of Flintstones. <laughs> Did they wear shoes there? Probably not. Uh, yeah. They use dinosaurs to move rocks. Mm, that's how they got it done so fast. Mm-hmm. Why change something that Listen, works fine? If they're rich, they could probably afford a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. agree. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Back to Ed and the kids buried 12 feet under. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, yeah, let's focus on that. They've been in the dark for 15 hours Aww. and are sweaty and exhausted and crying. Probably it's terrified. Terrifying. Yeah, it's not a good time. Ed and two of the older boys, 14-year-old Mike Marshall and 10-year-old Robert Gonzalez, have been stacking mattresses to the top of the truck and trying so hard to move the the plate covering the opening. So they just, you know, stack mattress on top of mattress on top of mattress so they can get to the top where the hole in the opening is. Um, But like I said, it was covered with 100-pound tractor batteries. (coughs) Yeah. They're not able to move that. Yeah, it's so hot. They take turns pouring water from the jugs on themselves and each Aww. other, but it never feels like enough. They just keep sweating everything they put in and on themselves. Finally, Mike sees the plate budge and a thin line of dark blue shows through. They wedge the plate open with a piece of wood and dig away the remainder of the, the debris blocking the entrance. Whoa. Around 8 p.m. the day after they were kidnapped, mm-hmm. Ed helps all of the children out and led them in his underwear down a dirt road to some buildings in the quarry. Oh, Ed. Good for you, Ed. Humble Ed. They are spotted by a quarry employee who pushes an alarm button as Ed runs to him and tells him that they are the ones from Chowchilla, and the guy ends up giving him a Pepsi and some coveralls. They were loaded into into a Greyhound bus and escorted to a nearby correctional institution just because that's what was close and what was safe for food, clothes, and to be evaluated by a doctor. Hmm. After this, they were loaded onto yet another Greyhound, which if you think about it, would be maybe scary for them because they were just hijacked from a bus. It's another on another bus. Let's get you on a bus. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And so they were taken to the Chowchilla police station where hundreds of people, including all of the media, Ed's wife, and the children's parents. I understand. All those families, yeah. Yeah, they were waiting at four in the morning. Oh, I'm sure they were. I'm sure they weren't sleeping. No. Mm, I wouldn't even imagine. The crowd cheered as the families were reunited. And Ed came out of the bus last, visibly exhausted, and reluctantly told the media the highlights of the last several hours. Uh, the town had a big celebration at church the following day and a special Ed Ray and Children's Day was planned along with a parade and 7,500 pounds of barbecue. Catchy. Ed Ray and Children's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So all the kids were home safe, including Ed, but no one could rest knowing that these kids from some random tiny town in California were targeted mm-hmm. and the kidnappers were still at large. Right. 
Right after they essentially buried Ed and the kids, there was supposed to be a ransom note dropped off and an anonymous call made to the police station. But the call couldn't go through because the police stations were backed up with tips from like miles and miles around. And they forgot to drop the ransom note off. (laughs) I feel like that's a pretty important thing to not forget. Yeah, if your sole reason for doing it is for $5 million, we should probably let them know that you want money. But also, as you were saying this story, I'm thinking, like, why wasn't one of them there at the site? Like, not that I'm trying to, like, right. promote the kidnappers, but like, obviously they don't know what the hell is going on. Well, they all went back to Fred's parents' estate. Where of course they did. The estate. You didn't say house. You said estate. It's an it's estate. fancy. Yes. Were there dinosaurs? <laughs> Maybe. It's <was> Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's the, the Flintstones. Flintstones. Oh. It's a quarry. Yes. <laughs> Duh. Full so, disclosure, I don't know what a quarry is. It's a like a... Jesus a, Christ. Do not make me shoot this out of my nose. It is dark red. <laughs> I will ruin my alien sweatshirt on night one. I'll be did very you ever sad. watch the Flintstones? Yes, I did. That's a quarry. Oh, like at the very end when they're like the climax of the movie. Climax? The <laughs> movie? To, what? Did you ever watch the cartoon? I don't... Um... Oh, God. I'm sure I have, but I remember the movie more, like the live-action one with John Goodman. Okay, yeah, that happened, too, but um, that was <laughs> much happen. more dramatic. I didn't love it. So, did you ever watch the Cartoon Network when the gorilla, like, I think it was, uh, like, a transition scene when the gorilla was pounding and then his mouth was open <laughs> and you would fly into his mouth? No. <laughs> What is this? That is a very specific <laughs> memory, but no. Well, I remember that because I remember thinking as a kid, like, what if we're just this tiny little <laughs> organism inside this gorilla's mouth? You were such a deep philosophical <laughs> child. <laughs> you and Beckett would have been best friends. You really what would have. We were this tiny yes. organism. Spoiler, this is how Beckett's going to turn out. <laughs> oh, good. I'm here for it. At least I know how to handle him when he gets a bit old. Here. Send him to Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can, you can hang out with them. We'd probably get along really well. Honestly, yes. <laughs> um, so they forgot to do their to drop off the ransom note. They went back to Fred's parents' estate where Richard fairly quickly reconsidered his life choices. <laughs> as soon as the news broke that everyone got out and everyone was safe, they so knew that long to it was it. all over for them. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it took them that long like to amateurs. realize Because <laughs> they're 11 hours away, so it's at least been 12 hours since they escaped. I just, like, what was their plan when they saw it? So their way that they dealt with all the kids escaping is they drove to their warehouse to get more vans that they had stashed, as well as several guns, like like a lot of them. They're going to try to do this again? No, listen. Oh, sorry. So while Fred and James began their journey to escape to Canada. Wait, 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 wait. Fred Flintstone? (laughs) I told you. Did you just catch that his name is Fred? Who's Fred? Yes, okay. They have a quarry. Yeah, I got the qu- okay, okay. They have a quarry. <laughs> <laughs> Richard okay. uh, drove back home. He confessed to his dad, who immediately hired a very expensive lawyer. Oh, of course he did. Okay. Mm-hmm. The three of them, Richard, his dad, and the lawyer, would soon surrender in Oakland. So he turns himself in. Okay, good. Fred and James, though, were still on the run. Uh, there was a bolo out for them in all 50 states, and people were searching very hard. A Chowchilla judge signed warrants and set their bail at $1 million each. Mm. He did that because of the severity of the crime, and also he knew that they had the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it would be more difficult 
they had enough money that it would be a little more difficult to get one million as opposed to like thousand five hundred thousand and I don't they know. have the money and the means to escape the country which is what they're trying to do yep Invest investigators found the undelivered rough draft of a ransom note that curiously mentions fred by name which is probably not smart if it's a ransom note it has several spelling and grammar errors and mentions some unknown satanic group named beelzebub beelzebub Beelzebub. yep this is just going down a different path satanic cult did not see that one coming Mm -hmm. well i mean that's what they're using but beelzebub the only reason why i know that is because we did that video um yes i know it from the from Bible. The Bible. Yeah, we sure. know. Yes. <laughs> we get it. Flipping both of you off. <laughs> We've already established Boyce and I have not read the Bible. <laughs> we are uncultured. I'm sorry. I'm not saying you're uncultured. Gosh. What? Uncultured. Beelzebub. All right. The vans were found along with about 4,000 pieces of damning evidence. Uh, during their attempt to flee the country, they stopped at a safe house in Reno, so they've got a house in Reno. Of course. Where Fred has a p- fake passport. Fred was kind of a dick move. He used this to fly to Vancouver, Canada, where he checked into a hotel by the freight yards and started asking for work. So, mm. not, so he left? He left James. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fred sat around watching TV and writing letters to his friend that was a producer, suggesting that their story be made into a movie with a different ending, of course. They wanted it to be... A little more positive for them, not that they failed at their mission. Sure. He just asked for a fair percentage of the profit in return. Oh, my gosh. So you are uh, trying to avoid capture by the police, but you're trying to sell your story to... Yeah, if you're the subject of a large manhunt, it's probably not a great time to reach out to people. And also, P.S., Hollywood, the people don't want to see an ending where the kidnappers win. Or, like, kids die or anything. Yeah, that's not a happy ending. (laughs) Right. Yeah, these letters contributed to his downfall. Almost a week after he arrived, the, my favorite, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Uh, mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. sound like mm-hmm. you would love them. I, like, you love you love Canada. <laughs> you sound like you would love them. I don't know how to take Spare that. your voice. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Is it because you're imagining them with, like, hats and... And their wide hip pants. Yes. On top of a horse or, or maybe a moose. Yes. A moose <laughs> on a horse. It'd be cooler if they were riding moose. It would they be ride cooler. Meese into meese. The, to the fights. Moosen. Uh, a herd Moosen. of meese. <laughs> Moosen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> they ride moose. All Canada, of those. <laughs> we are sorry. <laughs> so the Royal Canadian Mounted Police with their thick hats and their wide hip pants riding a moose. Moosen. Working off a tip from the FBI. Yeah. Just the lowly FBI, just driving regular cars. In and black suits. FBI, but, yeah. but, like, FBI up in Canada? No. No, FBI in America? It's the United States VBI. Okay. USBI. Okay, got it. Uh, they took Fred into custody. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's that's where that sentence was going. Yes. I'm there. Poor James left at the altar. He had an even oh, tougher time no, attempting to him. flee from his problems. Uh, when Fred left James behind as he flew to Canada, James fled to Idaho by car. Oh, yes. <laughs> when in doubt, go to Idaho. It's a lot less dramatic. <laughs> by car. He tried to cross the border into Canada there, but was turned away by Border Patrol because he was too nervous. Oh. He was probably nervous because his car was full of guns. Well, I mean, don't cross the border with guns. It might be a giveaway. Come on, James. That's a good life lesson. 
He drove from mm-hmm. Idaho to Washington to sell his guns and then tried to enter Canada at another area of the border. Okay. But Fred had stashed guns in the center console <sighs> and in the trunk, and James was again turned away. Gosh, Fred? You're a jerk. Well, I don't know how he missed them whenever he's cleaning the car out of guns in the first place. They had lots Wouldn't of guns. that be guns. like the first place you look? Like, Middle console. Yeah. Really makes me wonder like what their plan was with all those guns. How many guns do you need for intimidation? Honestly, I think with them, it's just like, yeah, for intimidation. Intimidation. looks. They had a lot of guns. I don't think that they were going to use them. But I mean, like, I'm not going to push the issue. Yeah, of course. So he turned around again. He sold the guns, those even more guns. And then he traded his car for a van. And he had had it at this point and headed back to turn himself in. But he couldn't even do that right. Before he could get there, he was pulled over by an officer recognizing his license plate from the APB. So they're all three in custody now. Okay. Good. Good job, FBI. (laughs) That's the Royal Canadian Mountain Police. What's somehow from the Royal Canadian Mountain Police? I can't get it right. Mountain Police? The Mountain Police. What'd you say? Royal Canadian. Mounted. Mounted. Well, I thought you said mountain, I thought you did, too. They're mounted. Mounted on Meese. Mounted (laughs) on Meese. Yes. Obviously. How did I miss that? I know you're, like, meaning plural (laughs) Meese, but I keep hearing mice. (laughs) It's an even funnier picture in my head. I'm with you. A little over a year after the whole ordeal, all three men pled guilty to 27 counts of kidnapping for ransom without inflicting bodily injury. Jeez. In exchange for the prosecution to drop the 18 counts of armed robbery against them. There were an additional five counts of kidnapping with bodily harm, but they pled not guilty to those, and for that reason, the case went to trial. They waived the option for a jury and left the decision up to a judge, which is probably a wiser choice because a jury would yeah, not have treated them well. Well, and especially, like, out of all the stories we've done, I feel like we keep seeing over and over again with highly, like, sens- sensationalized cases in the media, the jury's already biased. Right. Yeah. So this gave Ed and every single child the chance to testify. Mm. And because of their testimonies, which were, there were tears everywhere. Just brave children. Good for them. Children. The judge said that the level of terror they survived constituted bodily harm. Oh, for sure. They were each sentenced to life in prison. And thanks to the expensive attorneys, parole was an option as they got the last five charges overturned. So they were the judge ruled for the bodily harm charges mm-hmm. and their attorneys got that overturned. Of course they did. So James and Richard were model prisoners and are out now and have never spoken out about the case. The consensus these days is that they were young, dumb, and duped into the whole scheme. Hmm. The real mastermind was Fred, who is still in prison and has been denied parole more than 15 times. Wow. And he can reapply again in 2024 at the age of 72. Jeez. He's been denied that many times? Yes. Dang. So there's reasons for that. Um, One, he was a mastermind, but also he's been a busy guy in prison running Uh a gold mine. A used car dealership and a Christmas tree lot, all from his cell. Let's picture him like sifting gold. <laughs> no, he's, a gold mine. he hired people to do that. He's been married three times. Wow. While in jail, <clears throat> prison, while in prison. Good for him. He also kept getting caught with contraband pornography and oh. cell phones. Well. And most recently, he bought a mansion on the coast that he will likely never see. So he's not playing by the rules of prison. Right. Right. Gotcha. Got it. He inherited a trust fund that one court filing described as being worth 
$100 million. Oh my gosh, and he tried to kidnap these kids for money. Right. In 2016, 25 of the surviving kidnapped children settled a lawsuit they had filed against their kidnappers, and this was paid out of that trust fund. The amount was never disclosed, but one survivor stated that they each received enough to pay for some serious therapy, but not enough for a house. The town of Chowchilla, the families involved, the children that had been kidnapped, and Ed were never the same. They all try to act like it never happened. It's just a taboo subject. You don't talk about it. We don't acknowledge that it happened. It gave people PTSD and followed them for life. I'm sure it did. The children learned a really hard lesson in the cruelty of the world, and that trauma really followed them. They suffered from panic attacks, nightmares involving kidnappings and death, and personality changes. And many developed fears, such as like cars, the dark, the wind kitchen and things like mice dogs and quote hippies random but okay one even shot at a japanese tourist with a bb gun when their car broke down outside of his home Mm. which probably to him brought him back to like that Mm -hmm. van probably looked broken down yep and it kind of sparked something Mm -hmm. many children continued to report symptoms at least 25 years after the kidnapping substance abuse and depression have been common themes throughout several of their lives on the bright side if there can be one the after effects of the kidnapped children have helped to guide treatment of young victims of trauma and these days it's not an event that is openly talked about around town it's really hard to find somebody that a knows about it because they tried to keep it from the children the new generations of children or anybody that will actually acknowledge that it happened ed died in 2012 at the age of 91 And just before he died, almost every one of those kids that he had been buried with, now adults, came to his bedside to say goodbye. Oh, and probably thank him for saving their lives. Yeah. He was a a pretty special guy. A simple guy, but pretty special. And humble. Humble Ed. Humble Ed. Yes. That's so sweet. Yeah. And that is the story of the Chowchilla school bus kidnappings. How did you hear about this? Because I've never heard of this story. Um... I don't know. I listened to a few podcasts. That's awesome. And then it came up one day on a story because um, it came up on a story in the summer because we came out. We were it's like an anniversary Mm. in July. And I remembered that I really enjoyed hearing about that story and that I wanted to eventually do it. Did they ever make this into like a TV for or movie for TV? Yes, I I'm don't sure remember. There's a lifetime movie on it. <laughs> yeah, they've done some specials, like documentary specials, and I think they did do um, a made-for-TV movie. But the consensus from the town was that they didn't do them justice. Yes. I guess it was set in Kansas. It, the, it, it was, was filmed in, in Kansas. I'm asking because I was I was an extra <laughs> in this movie. Oh. Whoa! But I did not Whoa. realize that that's what it was. They needed kids on the bus. Wait. And I was one of the kids well, on the bus. they said it was filmed in Wichita, but it could have really? been filmed in Lawrence. No, we know. did one, but it may not have been this particular one. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely like a kidnapping. We were on a bus. There was a bunch of kids. How old were you? I don't know. Elementary school. And why am I just now hearing about because, this? Because it wasn't just me. It was like all the kids from the elementary schools were asked to be part of it. There was a bunch of us there. This is amazing. We need to find this movie. I know. I was just trying to Google did you when you looked at it? Do you remember who the act, actors or anybody was? Mm-mm. If I find it out, I'll let you know. 
I am. Just look at the Wikipedia page for the Chowchilla School Bus okay. kidnapping. And then it at the bottom should have the name of the movies. I am dead right now that you were in a movie. Well, <laughs> that's that's an a, extra. You don't see me or anybody. In fact, we all like hoped we could see us. Um, you can't really. That's okay. But I was there. Anyway, so it was set, it was filmed in Kansas, which mm-hmm. apparently is a lot different than Chowchilla, California. I believe that and... we are different than California. <laughs> they I specifically were remember not them talking about, like, they were filming the part where the kids were underground, though. But very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed. Thank you so much for that story. That yeah. was fascinating, honestly. You're welcome. More fascinating than my subscription to the car wash? Well, Just as fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> and it's right up there with Sarah being in a movie as an extra. <laughs> just me she's a child star yes she is a child star did you hear her when she was like do you remember who was the actor or the actress in the movie i think her name was like sarah (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thanks so much for tuning in this week to our little commuter episode done by our very own boydson you can always go to the tipsyghost.com and find our socials from there or send us an email at the tipsyghost at gmail.com Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it really does help. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We will catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.